welcome back to episode 80 of the Shy Sports Weekly Podcast. The Big 8-0. What's up, boys? How are we doing? Fellas, what did you say before? 80 is a milestone? Is that what it is? Yeah, you know how uh, 25 is the silver anniversary, 50 is the gold anniversary? Am I making this up? No. Keep going. What's 75? Because I think we we just didn't mention what our 75 anniversary is. Uh, it's the three quarters one. Three quarters of the way that idea. So we're 80% that here. Damn, that's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, I'd, no. be, uh, I'd be pretty happy with myself if I made it to 80. All right. How about odds? Odds any of us make it to 80? Uh, I'd say probably at least one of us. I'd say it's at least 50 50. 50. But for yeah. all three of us, I'd say it's like under oh, 10%. So you're saying one and a half of us will make it to 80? Half, yeah, there's Psalm's probably gonna have like diabetes and get his legs cut off or something. I haven't been to a doctor in like seven years, so yeah, that checks out. Yeah, no, that's that was spot on. What's what's life expectancy? I think it's like 78 for a male, yeah, I think so. So, yeah, one of one and a half of us, <laughs> the top half of Psalm's gonna live, and then it's literally just kind of like a battle royale between me and you, right? I'll probably have a heart attack from like a panic attack. May the best man lose, yeah, no, the Cubs are gonna break my heart like on my 79th birthday. They're gonna have like a, a heartbreaking mid June loss, and I'm yeah, just gonna. Be- the Bears. One of them will do it to us. Yeah, honestly, they will. Eighty. Yeah, that's crazy. That's a lot of episodes. A lot of bullshit that we are just spewing on the airwaves here, mm-hmm. which is kind of funny. It gets the people going. Number eighties. Um, so I'm looking this up. No Cubs have ever worn eighty. I'm assuming no Sox have ever wore eighty. No Bulls either. I'm willing to just go straight to Bears pass catchers. Who do you got? I got two Blackhawks. I'll start with the uh, the Vanderbilt Commodore, Earl Bennett. Ooh, Earl. My name is Earl. I forgot about him. How many how many pass catchers do you have? Quite a few. All right, that's good because uh, I can only, honest to God, I can only think of one. Damn, Earl Bennett literally could still be playing. He's only 35. Yeah. Did you know in his first season in 2008, he actually wore number 85? Did not know that, no. But um, I feel like I, I feel like he should be an obvious 80, but he's not the first 80 that comes to mind at all. No, I would say the first 80 that comes to mind is Bernard Berrien, right? Yep. Yep. Or Jimmy Graham, even. Recency bias. He's number 80? Yep. Why did I think he was 88? Am I thinking Des Clark? <laughs> no spoilers. Apparently, yeah. Apparently, your brain is 10 years stale right now. All right. Uh, Bernard Berrien, what college? Psalm? Uh, I don't There's know. No something something wild like New Mexico State. I mean, Fresno State. So it's actually not that like. <laughs> it might be the same conference. Probably it's not. the same ballpark. So it's the same it's college the same. as far as I'm concerned. That, I'll give that to you. I like that guess. That was good. Uh, how about Curtis Conway? I know the name. I don't know anything about him. A little before our time, mid nineties receivers for the receiver for the Bears. First, he this he was the he was uh, I was gonna say Kevin Floyd. He was Kevin White before Kevin White. He was the first a first round pick, seventh overall in the ninety three draft. Conway. Yeah. Let's see. Let's look at these reception totals: nineteen, thirty nine, sixty two, eighty one. He didn't have back to back thousand yard seasons with the Bears and had twelve touchdowns and seven. In those two years. I mean, in 95 and 96, like, who's the Bears quarterback in those years? Eric Kramer, probably. 
Like, I'm a, that's pretty. I mean, shit doesn't even matter who the Bears quarterback is. That's just impressive if you're a Bears wide receiver. Literally. Um, actually, on the Bears note, and talking Bears and Bears wide receivers, I don't know if you saw that um, that stat I put out there yesterday about the Bears being the only team in the NFL to not have a 400 yard passer in a game since 2000. Wow. So, the closest was Ryan Hoyer. How depressing is that? Orton, I think Orton threw for 500 in a Broncos uniform, so we could claim that. Kind of like people are claiming um, all these NFL players based on where they went to college. Yeah. So I, I, I actually looked this up. I was so bored yesterday. I looked up all the 400-yard passers since 2000. Uh, what franchise do you think has the most 400-yard passing games of all time? Since 2000, I should say. Pardon me. Patriots. I guess either the Colts, Patriots, Saints. Oh, Saints. Yeah, it's that's a good one. So Saints is first. Guess I should have said permit. Saints is first. That's kind of an obvious one. Obviously, with Drew Brees. Guess who's second? This one wasn't so obvious to me. So it's not Green Bay, right? Not not Green Bay. They have ten. So are they top five? Um, they might just be outside the top five. Okay. They're definitely outside the top five. Chiefs? Uh, nope. Chiefs have 12, but Mahomes has nine by himself. <laughs> Crazy. Is that good? Can you give us a conference, AFC or NFC? NFC. All right. And let's see. Dallas. Yeah. How crazy is that? Dallas has 15 400-yard passing games. Was it Romo and Dak for the most part? One, yeah, and one Kellen Moore. I think because honestly, I feel like their defense is usually pretty rough. And Vinny Testaverde got slipped in there, I'm pretty sure. And they just got to sling it or have had to have slung it. How about that? So, in that uh, time frame, Paint Manning did it 13 times. Mahomes, I get, like I said, Mahomes has already done it nine, which is crazy. Um, shit, I should have looked up how many times Brady's done it, but I, it's, it's not as many as you would think. Right. These were kind of the crazier ones that I noticed. So, Ryan Fitzmagic, Fitzmagic—that's literally what I wrote down. Ryan Fitzpatrick and Carson Palmer, each did it for three different teams. Wow! Over that span, well, Palmer would have been the Cardinals, Bengals, and who? The Raiders. Yeah. Okay. And Fitzmagic did it for the Bucks, the Dolphins, and the Bills. Uh, and how about like guys that did it for two different teams that are just like dog shit quarterbacks? Matt Schaub, John Kitna, and Matt Castle. <laughs> Put some respect on Matt Castle's name, damn it. <laughs> that, that's all about the system, because I'm pretty sure Castle did it for the Patriots and under Andy Reid. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I would have to go back and look for when Castle's second one was. But isn't that crazy? Yes. And the other teams that were like at, I guess, at the top there. Uh, the Bucks had 14, but not, I mean, a lot of them were Brady, but a lot of them were Jameis just slinging it. Uh, actually, you know, had a, a surprisingly high amount. I mean, just based off of how shitty their team is overall is the Lions. They have 12. Stafford. So, yeah, what I'm gathering from these, these stats is like you're either basically a Hall of Fame quarterback or just absolutely awful, like no real in between. How many do you think the Ravens have? 
three. They only had one, and it was Lamar oh, Jackson. Yeah. Oh, wow. All right. And earlier then, this year against the Dolphins. Yeah. Uh, no, it was last year, as in 2021. Okay. How about the Jags? Can you name the one quarterback that threw for 400 yards? Mark Brunel. Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles. Come on. The boat. Um, and I didn't I didn't write these names down, and I, can, I guess I can look it up if you really want me to, but the Dolphins have have done it five times, and it's been with a different quarterback. The Dolphins and the Niners have done it five times, all of them with different quarterbacks. I mean, not you're, that I... You are infatuated by this stat. <laughs> Tell me that's not crazy. I won't, because it is. Also, Orin did it twice with the Broncos and Color did it once with the Broncos, so that's, you know, bear for life. Mm-hmm. How good did... Speaking of bears for life, how good did Robbie Gold look on Sunday? As good as you can. As, as good, good as gold. As good as gold, I know. What other 80s did you have? Uh, sorry, I got on a little tangent there. That was pretty much it. There's a guy here named Jim Jones, Fallen. Um, <laughs> I done that one. I was about to say, that was a good one. Um, so for the Hawks, I only had really one, because the other guy, it said he was uh, he's on the roster this year, but I've legitimately never heard of him. So Antoine Vermette, do you, you remember him? Yes. Name sounds familiar. 2015 Stanley Cup champion, uh, scored the OT winner in game four, I think, in the conference final, and then uh, a game winner, I believe, in game one of the Stanley Cup. Uh, he was good, and then the other guy, his name is Mitchell Weeks. Legitimately never heard of him. Says he's on the Hawks right now. Doesn't even have a picture on hockey reference. So Just one of those blank uh, profile pictures? Like a you know, this is actually probably the most depressing part about it, not even the fact that I don't know him or that he doesn't have a picture is that he's been, he was, he's been born. He was born in 2001. That's gross. That's just, that's just uh, kind of a kick in the dick. That's terrifying. That's not great. Not great for us. You know, what's even worse than that is that means he's 22. Uh, well, we'll be 22, but yeah. Yeah. Very, uh, yeah, same thing. Very scary. Um, all right, let's go into some on this days here. Got a couple good ones. Uh, this one a little before our time, but I'm sure I'm sure you'll hear a lot of it. January 26, 1986, the Chicago Bears, Super Bowl champs, uh, absolutely fucking rolled the Pats 46-10. Do you think there's any other championship in professional sports that is talked about more than the 85 Bears? No. <laughs> right? I mean, I think, and maybe, definitely Chicago bias here. The only other one I can think of might be the 16 Cubs. Yeah, but still, no. I mean, it just hasn't... Eh, yeah, might be in the same conversation. I think the 85 Bears are just folklore with Walter Payton, the Fridge, the Punky QB, and obviously Dicka. Just everything. There, there's plenty of other guys you can even name on that defense that were basically all Hall of Fame players. I mean, they gave up, what, like 10 points that whole playoff run? Yeah. Like, they, they're literally just living legends yep i mean it's i thought about this the other day now you'll definitely hear about it tomorrow but i don't think there is a single other championship in professional sports that is talked about more than the 85 bears i mean the super bowl shuffle only helped their case yeah they did the fucking super bowl shuffle three months before they won the super bowl (laughs) you can't get cocky remember when mcmahon was telling us that story Kind of. What did he say? What did Remember he when we talked to Jim McMahon? I think basically he was saying that, um, what like 
it was Walter Payton's cousin or something like that. And uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For whatever reason, they didn't even want to do it. Yeah, but you got. Fuck, I'd have to listen back to it. I think, I think it was like right after they had lost a game or something like that. And they were all pissed off. To the yeah, I mean the, the only game they lost to the Dolphins in December. Yeah, I do remember that now. They basically, had oh. to go straight there and do it. That was funny. I fuck. That was that was a good interview. I have to go back to that. Um, all right, January 29th, nineteen eighty one. This one's kind of crazy to me. So Reinsdorf purchases the White Sox for twenty million dollars. Today, the Sox are worth over one point six billion. Decent ROI. Yeah, like my God. And what's funny is, so okay, one point six billion, and people are this guy's cheap as fuck. Isn't it the the biggest contract the Sox have signed is Andrew Benintendi for five years, seventy five mil. This guy's worth, or the Sox as a franchise are worth one point six billion. That is pretty insane when you think about it. Like their their biggest contract of all time hasn't even been for a total of a hundred million. Right. I mean, it's just silly to me. Um, and then the last one here. Not that there's much to add to it, but just I, I love Patrick Kane. So January 28th, 2012, in the, the All-Star Game, the skills competition, Patrick Kane, Superman. Uh, I'm trying to think what he does here. He, you know, slap shot, break, breaks the puck. I know you have absolutely nothing to add to this, but I just love every Patrick Kane highlight I can get. So Who doesn't? Video game type stuff. Exactly. I'm looking at uh, net worths of MLB teams. If you had to guess where the White Sox are on the list, where would you put them? Um, Give me a number, one through thirty. I will say seven. So I'm going to go more like twelve. Both too ambitious. Fifteen. Honestly, I would have guessed that they were in like the bottom third, but probably the big market of Chicago helping them out. I mean, what like what is their actual value right now? Was it over one point six billion? I mean, this this article says one point seven six. Yeah, I mean, what I saw or the tweet I was reading was from last year, so it obviously could be higher. Mm-hmm. That's crazy, though. Yep. What, who I'm just curious, who are the teams that are like the few teams ahead of them? So yeah, just ahead of them are the Nationals, Astros, Blue Jays, um, Braves, Rangers. Just behind them are the Mariners, Padres, Tigers, Twins, and Rockies. So look at the Padres. They're below the Sox? Yep, just barely. And they have, I'm assuming they probably have the highest payroll in baseball right now. It just doesn't add up. No, it doesn't. If I were a Sox fan, I honestly would be pissed. That (laughs) I mean, you should be a big market team, and you're you're spending like you're the Pittsburgh Pirates. Right. I mean, the Pirates. What was Ty? Were you saying, Father, when we were together the other day, that Cabrian Hayes, or was that McGrory saying that Cabrian Hayes extension was like seven years for 150 million? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Like the Sox have never done it, uh, never signed a player to a contract like that. That's outrageous. Yep. You're getting outspended by the Pittsburgh Pirates. Well, the Dodgers starting nine has a higher payroll than the entire Pirates organization. So. Maybe they should try moving locations or even like hosting concerts, anything. Like they do nothing at that field other than play baseball. That's what it's meant for, brother. (laughs) I know, but think about how much money the Cubs probably pull in from outside events. Yeah. Tons. Or like 
just every, like every venue, uh, any concert, just that that sort of thing. Yeah, it doesn't help that going around the cell, and you know, there's nowhere to go out around there in Bridgeport. Right. I mean, not that, not that there's really any, you know, anywhere like safe in Chicago to go out, I guess. But these days, I mean, in Wrigleyville, it's at least like there's a sh- the strip of bars right there that is fun. I just, God, it's, it blows my mind. It really does. Especially that he owns the Bulls, too. And it's like two. And he is he is fucking lucky that they drafted Michael Jordan. Otherwise, he would literally be one of the worst owners in like any sport of all time. Sliding doors moment, like say I don't even know, was it the, was it the Trailblazers that had the first pick? If they they drafted Sam Bowie over Michael Jordan, like if they if they somehow drafted Jordan over, uh, or if the Trailblazers drafted Jordan first, like <laughs> Reinsdorf legitimately would be known yeah. as probably one of the worst owners. All of us might not even be here today. <laughs> Fuck. Actually, that might have been for the best. Think about that. <laughs> Fuck. We're a little bit of a better place. <laughs> uh, and and Reinsdorf did get that 2005 White Sox ring. So, like, somehow this guy has been skating by for decades. Yeah, and, and I'm pretty sure, go, I mean, you, not to take anything away from him, obviously, they, they, they won a World Series. But I'm pretty sure even just going into that year, they weren't, they weren't one of the favorites. And then no. they kind of just got, like... They got hot, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I I want to talk to you a little bit about the Hall of Fame. Yep. So, I, did you want to go into biggest snubs, or did you want me to throw my uh, my fun stat at you first? I wasn't even thinking biggest snubs. I was thinking basically biggest no, drugs. <laughs> no disrespect to Scott Rowland. Uh, he belongs in the Hall of Fame of terrorizing my childhood in a St. Louis Cardinals uniform, but. I feel like he's a name that was, you know, of guys who have been recently inducted where I just felt like, all right, they're starting to let just anybody in at this point. So, yeah, (laughs) honestly, I wouldn't even say that. But it almost felt like they lowered the bar a little bit. I think if you if Scott Rowan is in the Hall of Fame or if you're voting Scott Rowan into the Hall of Fame, then there's others who haven't been voted in that are have better numbers in their career than Scott Rowland that need to be voted in. Yeah. If your, Mark, Grace. Your Mark Grace stats. All right. So, oh, of course, I just exited out of it. All right. So. That was smart, right, as we're about to talk about it. So, Mark Grace, as you know, led baseball in hits in the 1990s, right? Yeah. I'm going to read the hits leader from every decade for the past 100 years. Roger Hornsby, Hall of Fame. Paul Wainer, Hall of Fame. Lou Boudreaux, Hall of Fame. Richie Ashburn, Hall of Fame. Roberto Clemente, Hall of Fame. Pete Rose. Great guy. <laughs> most hits in MLB, in MLB history. Have I heard of him? Robin Yount, Hall of Fame. Ichiro, Hall of Fame. Robinson Cano, if he didn't do steroids, Hall of Fame. The only one who isn't in the Hall of Fame without any scandal is Mark Grace. I mean, is there any um, speculation that Mark Grace was juicing? No, I mean, his. I don't think he's ever hit more than twenty home runs in a season. The most home runs he had in a season, I think, was seven. Yeah, in '98, he hit seventeen. Like he hit over three hundred. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine seasons. It's 
asinine. I yep. mean, it is honestly silly. Scott Rowland has hit over 300 three times. So, like, career hits two. Mark Grace has 2445. Grace had 407 more hits, struck out 768 less times. Seven. If I recall, I'm pretty sure Mark Grace was a pretty good defender, too. So, Rowland has eight gold gloves. Grace has four. Yep. Uh, it just it, it makes no sense. I mean, I guess if you look at, you know, career war, and I think war is kind of like a fake stat. Yeah, I'm not a huge proponent fugazi. of war. I I honestly do think it's kind of fugazi here. See, uh, like they have they have Rollins war at 70.1 and Mark Race at 46.4, which that makes no sense to me. And the well, average median war for a Hall of Famer is 59.3. Mm-hmm. Um, well, part of that could be because Roland played third, Grace played first. Like, just the difference in value you're getting at the position, obviously. I mean, is that stating the obvious? Do you think Mark Grace is hurt? Uh, with So, if say he was a, say he was a corner outfielder, right? He had four goal gloves. Uh he does, obviously doesn't have much speed here. He only has 70 career stolen bases, but doesn't put up the power numbers. I think first base is associated with power hitters. A long ball. Yeah, and considering he didn't have... I mean, He, he never had 100 RBIs either. I mean, look at those fucking Cubs teams he was on. Like, sure. 90s. I mean, besides 98, those teams sucked. Right. They were minor league teams. Like, those were just bad teams. It's crazy, isn't it? Yep. I think, and and we can talk more about just like the biggest Hall of Fame snubs, but in my opinion, if if Scott Rowan's in the Hall of Fame, I really don't know how Mark Grace isn't. Yeah. I, 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 I definitely see where you're coming from there. Like, <laughs> as crazy as this sounds, like Roland won Rookie of the Year. Mark Grace came in second in Rookie of the Year voting. Like, I feel like that is definitely a point in Roland's favor when it comes down to voting. So people literally see the rookie of the year thing and they're like, oh, yeah, put that in Roland's corner. I mean, Roland had... Even though that that's not even eight. what I'm trying to say, is like that's not even that great of an accomplishment, in my opinion. No. I mean, it's, it, it is. Don't get me wrong. I mean, but, you know, Giovanni... But should it really, like, decide or... if you get into the Hall of Fame or not? I don't know. I don't know if that should really be a notch on your belt. I'm just looking at like first baseman in the National League during the 1990s that would have just, I guess, hint, like was Rafael Palmeiro in the National League? No, he was in the AL, right? He was with the Orioles. Yeah. Orioles and Rangers. First. That dude's mustache is Hall of Fame worthy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, he was also right in the middle of the juicing allegations, and I think he was basically popped, right? Yeah. I mean, all right. So here are some first. Uh, some NL first base on that for that graces. I get I'm not competing with, but you know, going up against Jeff Bagwell, Andres Galarraga, Eric Carlos, Fred McGriff, like, and even John Cruck there for a bit before uh, before he retired. Like yeah. those are those are two of them are Hall of Fame first basemen. I'm with you. I like Scott Rollins' name just doesn't pop off the page for me when I hear. What I'm thinking about Hall of Famers, maybe it's because he was like always associated with 
Albert Pujols in my mind, um, or just like in his shadow. But he also did have, uh, so his eight gold gloves are more than any third baseman in history besides Arenado, Mike Schmidt, and Brooks Robinson. So I think people look at what he did at the dish or just naturally look at what people do at the plate and almost negate how good of a fielder he was. I wouldn't even look. I mean, so the all his all star appearances. I'm looking at. So one, he played 65 games, hit 242, made the all star game. One of them, he played 56 games, hit 235, made the all star game. Um, where's the other one? Hit 266 and made the all star game. Like, don't like, come on. Not to say that in his other years he isn't you know a stud. Yeah. Again, very good player. I just think he might be in the hall. Or if he, I'm. I'm not even saying he's a Hall very good. He might be a Hall of Famer, but it's more so that if he is, then I definitely think Mark Grace is. I would. I think Mark Grace is a better player than. Um, Nolan had like a little stint, like a, a, maybe a year with Toronto, two years. But how about him just playing for every red team in the majors? I know. Yesterday, when it was announced that he was going to the Hall of Fame, I was laughing because the. <laughs> Is it the Cardinals, the Reds, and the Phillies all were like claiming them as his? <laughs> it's like all three red teams just fighting over him. Yeah, um, I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not here to like shit on Scott Rowland's Hall of Fame parade, but I agree. I am. I feel like he is like at the top of the list for Hall of Very Good, not quite Hall of Fame. Who? Just, I guess, not even this year, but overall, who do you think is uh, are some of the biggest Hall of Fame snubs? Like, how about this? Do you think, if we're talking steroids, do you think Sammy, McGuire, Bonds, do you think those guys should be in? No. I mean, I, I'm fine with them. So why is, David, why is David Ortiz in? Because was he ever, I mean, what was he caught with? He was yeah, steroids. He was suspended. At a positive test. At what point in time? Ty, you know, can you look that up for us? <laughs> I can try. Can try my damnedest. How about all right? So like I here's here's a guy who I've been comparing rolling with all day, and he's still on the ballot, so he could still get in. What about like Todd Helton? Career Todd Helton has great numbers. Career three sixteen hitter, um, twenty five hundred hits or just over twenty five hundred hits. I'm pretty sure he had like thirty five or more, maybe twenty five or more doubles in his first ten seasons in the in the league. And he's the only person to ever do that. Um I mean he had multiple seasons where he hit over forty home runs, like a ton of RBIs. I get that he was he had like the Colorado effect, quote unquote, in his favor, but I mean this guy was just like I think ten years in a row he fucking hit over three hundred. Yeah. One year he hit three seventy two. I would I would say Todd Helton, in my opinion, is a Hall of Famer. Yeah. 2003, by the way, is when Ortiz got popped. I mean, yeah. Like, that's right before, right, like right before he became really good. Right. The only thing I can think of there is, like, if he, you know, he had, like, a minor run-in with it, whereas everyone else was literally just jamming the needle like no other. Jamming it up. Jamming it up their cock. Yeah, I don't know all the details. I mean, we but yeah, like the first guy that came, or like when I was researching this, I'm like, all right, Todd Helton. <laughs> like if Roland's, if Roland's in, then Helton needs to be in. So he was also a three-time Gold Glover, not eight, three. Did you know that he was 
the the backup quarterback to Peyton Manning at Tennessee? No. All the more reason to put him in. Yeah, five-time All-Star, three-time Gold Glove, uh, Gold Glove winner, four-time Silver Slugger. He was really, fuck, he was so good. Yeah. I mean, he's one of those guys, like, from our childhood that was just, being playing in Colorado doesn't get a ton of attention. But it was like, this dude can just mash. Or, like, if Larry Walker's in, like, Todd Helton needs to be in. <laughs> Shit, is Larry Walker? Larry Walker's in the Hall of Fame, right? Yeah. He's definitely in. Yep. Yeah, he's in the Hall of Fame. One stat that I, I keep looking at, and I don't know if it's a, a great a great stat to look at, is that OPS plus. So Larry Walker's 141. Mm-hmm. So he's 41% above league average, where Todd Houghton was 133, right? Well, yeah, and Roland's 122. And Grace is 119. So Todd Houghton has to be a lock. He, he just missed. I think he just missed it this year by like 11 votes. There should be no reason that he doesn't get in next year. I always think it's crazy that guys somehow are like, if you're not, it's either like you're a first ballot Hall of Famer or you're a Hall of Famer. Like, after first ballot, right? I could see somebody being like, you know, he's a Hall of Famer, but he's not a first ballot Hall of Famer. I think I, I, think I read that Roland was the lowest percentage of vote getters of all time to, to get in. Not that it matters. Like, you're in. Once you're in, you're in. But yeah, I think man, he. I, he <laughs> that's like you're the ugliest hot person. <laughs> You're so hot as fuck. You think I would give a shit? Yeah, exactly. Um, Ten inch cock swinging. So, do you think my my question for you is: Do you think all these writers are like communicating? Like, do you yeah. think they they? Yeah, know I, be, I bet you they do. How I many bet votes you know. each guy's gonna get? Uh yeah, I bet you to a certain extent. I mean, I don't know how if like they. Have, yeah, I don't know if they have like a group chat or something. To, uh, like, I feel like there has to be an email chain. <laughs> just a, a team's group message? I mean, think about it. Uh, I don't like, know about how that. How do some guys just barely, like, how does he just, how does Roland just barely get in? Was it an accident? Are they looking at each other now like, oh, we kind of fucked this one up? No, so what I was actually reading is that a lot of these guys, us, like these fringe guys, do a lot of, they almost like... Campaigning? Yeah, they almost campaign themselves and do a lot, do like a media tour. Yeah. With, a bunch of interviews. Take the writers out for dinner. Yeah, like, ex- Did you read this article too? You took exactly the words out of my mouth. No, but I figured that's where you were going. It was one, I think Billy Wagner was one that uh, they were saying that he, I don't know what percentage of vote he got this year, but he was a guy that was almost campaigning with the reporters or the BBWA voters to to get into the hall. Yep. Crazy. Um, I don't know, man. Scott Rowland, great player. I just, I hate to be the guy that's like, oh, does this guy belong in the Hall of Fame? Because I, I couldn't even imagine having his talent, but, eh. Like, I feel like the Baseball Hall of Fame is one where it has that um, aura, or like the luster of like being, you know, the hardest to get into. Like, they don't just let anyone in. <laughs> that's what, I mean, you would think so, but it's, seemingly they do. Seemingly they do. All right. Do we have, or I shouldn't say, do we have anything else for Hall of Fame talk here? Or do you want to go into uh, some fo- some weekend football picks? Give me give me a, a few other guys that you think are like all very good. Do you have a list or anyone in front of you? Well, one that comes to mind is Mark Burley. Like I saw people saying that they might, they think he might get in because I think he had 14 straight years of 200 plus innings. Yeah. Which is by today's standards is bonkers. Right, uh, but I think he had a three eight one career ERA, 
I just don't like he's a guy who's very good, but Hall very good. Yep. Right. Like I don't I don't see him getting into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Actually, Mr. Reliable though. He's taking the ball every fifth day. One that I wouldn't say is the Hall very good. I actually think should probably be in the Hall of Fame is Jeff Kent. Yeah. Most most career home runs by a second baseman. 123 career OPS plus. Uh let's see, one, two, three, four, five time all-star, one uh MVP. I just think there's more to the steroid stuff that the general public doesn't have access to. I think the and this is purely speculation of and of stuff I've read, but I think Jeff Kent isn't in the Hall of Fame because he's a, a douchebag. Like just an absolute <laughs> prick. Honestly, I don't know if that's true or not, but that's just be, he, he has a very bad reputation. Well you're wise. you're just a douchebag. Yeah, I don't know. So that's kind of what I've heard. I don't know if that's true or not, but you hear it enough, it has to be true, right? <laughs> what about like Andrew Jones? How is he not in? To be honest, I, I kind of thought he was in. He's not in the Hall of Fame. 10 gold gloves with 430 home runs. Yeah, I, I would have. I mean, uh, let's see, 254 career hitter. Yeah, I guess that he has 434 home. Yeah, I, shit. Yeah, I don't know how he actually isn't in the Hall of Fame. That's crazy. <laughs> like, there's no, there's no, there's no hard line in the sand for any of this stuff. Let's see. Look at his career war, 62.7. So he's above the average of that, that fake stat. There you go. I, think, like, I, would, like, I would vote for him. A guy like Keith Hernandez has to be pretty pissed that Roland just got in and he's not. I couldn't. What, what do you have on Keith Hernandez here? I don't know. I, 2,100 hits, which is just more than Roland. 11 gold gloves at first and a career 296 hitter. 128 OPS plus. Five all-star, five-time all-star, two silver sluggers. MVP. MVP, like. <laughs> A-plus mustache. He's a great broadcaster for the Mets, too. He was on Seinfeld. Yeah. That's how you know him. What more do you want? What about, all right, here's here's one. Here's a, we'll come full circle. How about Aramis Ramirez? No. Come on. Dude, I think he was better than you than you think. Let's see. He's a one, two. He's a three-time all-star. He's in my hall of very good for sure. But twenty-three hundred hits. Yeah, he's not a hall of famer. He like maybe if he had a hundred more career home runs, he'd get more more I think looks. If he had hundred more career home runs, he'd be in. Yeah, I mean he's at three eighty-six right now. No gold gloves though. He played for eighteen seasons. That's crazy. Two eighty-three hitter. 341 OBP, 2300 hits. Yeah, no, he, I mean, great player, but no. I, I think, it, like, if Aramis Ramirez got in the Hall of Fame, then it's like, okay, how the hell are all these guys not in the Hall of Fame? He's definitely a uh, Hall very good. Him and Mark Burley are Chicago, leading the Chicago class for the Hall very good. That's like, he's like right next to Derek Lee. Actually, yeah. Him and, oh, now, we're, now we're really getting down a rabbit hole. A <laughs> Ram and D Lee, Hall very good. D. Lee, I mean, D. Lee has a, the same OPS plus as uh, Scott Rowland. Couple MVPs, couple Gold Gloves. Yeah, no, they're both just. I think. I think my biggest argument here, Mark Gray, should be in. That's where I'm. That's what. Uh, that's the sword I'm dying on. I agree. I think he's the. Um, he's probably the number one snub for as far as Cubs Cubs players in history go. 
Uh, all right, that's that's a lot of Hall of Fame talk. I think next week we should honestly bring up. I kind of like this. I actually really like this. I want to just do a starting five of just like Hall of Fame, either Hall of Fame snubs or Hall of Fame. Uh, Hall very, Hall good, very good. Yeah, we'll bring Andy Martinez back on. Oh my God, he he'd call himself. <laughs> he would. He gets all nerdy with it. Um, all right, let's go with some gambling picks here. Over the weekend, let's see, Max, Ty, you both went two and one. One, pardon me, you both went one and two, and I went two and one. Not a big deal. Uh, so the season record, Ty, you are 26 and 29. Max, you are 29, 25 and one, and I am running away with a 34, 20 and one. Uh, so this week we're going to do an, uh, a, just a total, a spread, and a prop. Everything has to be minus 120 or lower. So, Ty, you want to kick us off? Minus 120 or lower. I didn't even pay attention. That's on me. But I, I do know one that's minus 120 That's fine. Or lower. You're in last place. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> Appreciate that. Uh, Joe Mixon, most rushing yards. Just in that game. Plus 110. Just in that game. <laughs> okay. <laughs> not for not for the entire weekend. Just want to clarify. I would, what about Pacheco? What are his odds there? That's going to take him a while to find. Yeah, well, I mean, what do you... I just want you to look it up. <laughs> yeah, well... Because I'm, we'll we'll, t- I'm trying to tell our listeners what actually to bet on for most rushing yards. We'll, we'll uh, give our picks. Plus in. 170. Yeah. Really? That's a better bet. And that's for that game specific? Yeah, that's a way better bet. Uh, but you can keep mixing. I'm going to keep mixing. You can keep mixing. I'm going to keep mixing, mixing it. it. So you started with the prop right away? Well, yeah. All right. <laughs> like that like that's common knowledge to do. <laughs> Is it me me with a prop now? Yeah. All right. AJ Brown over whatever his receiving yards total is. I don't even know. Jeez. It's like seventy something. <laughs> what is it, Ty? Uh, <laughs> let, me, let me get an exact number. That was damn, bro. That was where you're you you're ripping on Ty for not knowing Pacheco's and then you're just throwing out no, I was, for, I was not ripping on it. He said, doesn't even matter. 70 and a half. Yep, I'll take it. Over 70 and a half yards. Bold play. I think this, I can't believe this one is at this odds. I think Travis Kelsey, anytime touchdown scorer, minus 110. Yeah, I think that's like, that's a, that's almost a lock. Like that dude just is in the end zone 24 what's, what's Chase anytime? I don't know. I don't have it. I didn't look up anything beforehand besides I didn't uh, memorize anything like that. He just destroys the Chiefs. Uh, Minus 110 to score a touchdown. Yeah, I like him too. Here's here's pro tip for you. Just double down on Travis Kelsey first touchdown score. Hits like half Plus 700. Him and Chase. Parlay him and Chase. Yeah. It'd be the smart thing to do. Bet the house on it. You said him and Chase are plus seven hundred for first touchdown. Oh, okay. I think. Oh, here that actually one sleeper pick here, Jarek McKinnon plus one sixty five anytime touchdown. I like it. Or Joe Burrow plus three twenty. I think a QB sneak was uh, is in play, especially or, in these playoff games. I like Hayden Hurst. Burrow was looking his way a lot last week. Mm-hmm. Look at us. Now we're just Prop gambling. <laughs> Yeah, welcome to the show. Uh, Ty, you're, I guess, just your next pick. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Uh, Chiefs plus one. 
Fuck. Fades home. Yeah. Do it. So what do you think? Any side of the spread? Any spread. All right. I'll go Eagles minus two and a half. I don't know if I like that one. I wanted to, but I can't get myself to. Yeah, actually, I think that one's probably going to hit. I, I mean, mean I, yeah, I agree with that. I agree with what both you're saying. I want to. I just think the better quarterback there. Yeah. That's a good um, point. I'm, I'm also going Chiefs plus one. I'm not buying uh, – I think everybody's doubting Mahomes because he has one leg, but I think Mahomes on one leg might be better than 99% of people or 99% of quarterbacks on the planet. On all legs. On all legs. Of course. Ty. Niners, Eagles, under 46 and a half. Fucking – I think Brock Purdy has to crumble at some point, and what better time to crumble than in the championship game? Yeah, it's a good call. And also, Eagles Javon Hargrave, the dude gets to the quarterback. Shot, uh, and by the way, free agent, if I'm not mistaken. Bears, what's up? Stop. Stop. Uh, Max. Back over to me. Yeah. I'll go Chiefs Bengals over 47 because it's fun. That is a fun one, right? Yeah. I mean, it's fishy because that's low. For these two teams, but uh, yeah, I think it's supposed to be cold as shit. But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna take the same one as Max. I'm going. I actually had the under for the other game. I had Ty's pick, but you're right. Like it's just a fun pick. Yep, we like have fun here. See it going under though. Like the Bengals run a very slow. Like they take them like a lot of time in between plays. They run a slow offense, and Mahomes might be hobbled. But not that this is a, a official pick for us here, but I don't did you I don't know if you sent it to me or somebody else sent it to me to a teaser of the Bengals plus seven and a half and the Niners plus eight and a half. No, 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 it was Chiefs. It was Chiefs and Niners. I sent it to you. Chiefs and Niners? Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I'm gonna try to put that in. <laughs> I like that a lot as well. Uh did we have a starting five by by the way? <laughs> yeah, remember? TV characters? TV characters. Hell yeah. Right, <laughs> Hell right. yeah. Kick it off. Rick and Morty. <laughs> nah, actually, I'm not a Rick and Morty fan, believe it or not. Um, I'm going to go the number one overall pick. Uh, Michael Scott. Classic. All time. Great that pick. Is a, that is a great one. Max B. I am torn between two guys, but I'll go George Costanza. I've actually never seen Seinfeld. What? You're missing out. I know. I've heard. It's not that I'm avoiding it. I just, by happenstance, I've never seen it. Um, all right. I'm going I'm going Ari Gold and Peter Griffin. Mm. Peter. Dick, I should have just taken Peter. Peter should have been 1-1, to be honest. Yep. All right, whatever. I'll take Kramer in the second round. <laughs> oh, we're just going all Seinfeld. Dude loves Seinfeld. Honestly, I'm fine with it. <laughs> the Seinfeld guy. All right. Um, I we're going go strictly t- are we going strictly TV, not movies, right? Yes. Yeah. Strictly TV. Okay. I'm going to go Nick Miller from New Girl. 
In the second round. Yes. One of the best TV characters ever. He is a good character. Yeah, but saying he's one of the best ever? Yes. I will die on that hill myself. Doubling down. I don't get me, I love that show. That's just a, I think that's just kind of a crazy pick, but it's your it's your day. It's your world, man. Uh and then doubling up, I'm gonna go Cartman from South Park. <laughs> Cartman, he says. It's crazy. Crazy to me. <laughs> Max. Damn, a lot of good characters gone. Um basically all of my favorites. I'm going to go Tony Soprano. You fucker. <laughs> now I have to look it up. I have to look up someone. Well, you had two picks, so you needed to do that anyway. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I had... I was going to think of somebody else. All right, I'm going Walter White. Nice. I'm definitely going Walter White. Now that's my second one. I, uh, I don't want to go like the same show as I was going before. Uh, you know what? I'm going Dwight Schrute. Great pick. Dwight Schrute's the best. He's funny. Makes that show. All right. I'm going to go with the classic. Bugs Bunny. Overrated. No way. Yeah. <laughs> no way, no how. Um, all right. You guys are going to probably... Just absolutely roast me for these last two picks, but whatever. You're going to pick Joey Tribbiani. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not that basic. Come on. Um, <laughs> Michael Schofield from Prison Break. I thought you were going to just say Michael Scott again. <laughs> <laughs> Double Michael down Scott. On Scott. <laughs> oh, man. Didn't you bring him up last week, too? Did I? Yeah. I don't know. It was a great show. We talked uh, about Prison Break last week. Well, there you go, dude. Uh, and my last pick, I'm going Phil Dunphy from Modern Family. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. I will say. I'll give you your. I'll give you your flowers for that one. Clearly, Kyle watches that. Yeah, show. likes the Modern Family pick, but doesn't like the New Girl pick. That's crazy to me. If right. he did Nick Miller and anywhere after the second round, like fourth or fifth round, I think that would have been a good pick. But second round value for Nick Miller, I just don't see. It. I might need you to put a poll out on this one. I, li- I like the Nick Miller pick. I'm sorry, it's my little, big board just has a little on. bit off the cuff. It's unexpected, but I think he it was appropriately. It was well-timed. Um, all right. I don't know if either of you guys watched Succession, but I'm going to go Tom Wamsgans. <laughs> Say that again? Tom Wamsgans. Is that the guy that looks like you're Tom? <laughs> no, that's Kendall. I've seen a little bit of it, but uh, oh yeah, yeah, he's the, he's a weird guy, right? Yeah, yeah. So you you would honestly, if you watch the show, you would hate him as it at the beginning, and then as time goes on, you start to appreciate. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know, I know exactly who he is. Um, this one, this is going back to the childhood. It's maybe not. I shouldn't say. Uh, this might not be a fan favorite, but it might be every <laughs> definitely a, a, a guy's favorite. Barney. Aunt Becky from Full House. Oh, that's a good one. Fastball, upper nineties. <laughs> no comment, Max. You're just sitting there playing with your face. <laughs> and his dick. I was I was thinking about how I forgot one of my favorite TV characters ever. Who? Ted Lasso. Oh, never seen it. Oh, such a good show. 
Is that a good show? Yeah. Yep. Definitely worth a watch. And who else did we miss? Who else honorable mentions here? Um, I would have said Schmidt from New Girls is good. Yeah. That'd be a I good think one. Schmidt, Schmidt kind of makes that show from like seasons two to five. And then he kind of turned really uh, soft. SpongeBob? SpongeBob. Mm, no, I actually, no, who I actually really like is uh, Tommy Pickles. <laughs> Did you guys right. watch the show Sons of Anarchy by chance? Bonds of Anarchy? I've heard yeah. of it. Never seen it. It's probably my favorite show like of all time. And really? Jax Teller. Great character. Mm, yeah, yeah, I've never seen that. Uh, fuck, I feel like I don't watch a ton of TV, to be honest with you. Yeah, I really don't like, much. I mean, I could, you could go like Jim Helper from The Office. Pretty much anyone from The Office. Ooh, uh, fucking you guys Andy. Aren't Game of Thrones guys, because I'm not either. No. Andy oh, from about, Parks and Rec. Never seen it. Yeah. Oh, man. How about John, John Swanson, too? Well, Yellowstone action, John Dutton. Yeah. That's a, a rip. Rip. That was a miss. I should not have taken two. Seinfeld character. Like a stand in Kramer and you have Rip and John Dutton just on the bench. No Because Stanza and Kramer are better characters than both of them. Who did you pick in the last round there? Uh, Tom Wham Bam. Thank you, man. Tom Wham Yeah, I mean, I, I think I'd take Rip or Mr. Dutton over. I also took Bugs Bunny, but it's classic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You started off strong, but you faded hard. <laughs> hard. You're gonna tell me you didn't like Bugs Bunny growing up? He's alright. Didn't yeah. really watch it. No. Wow. He was okay. I mean, I wouldn't. Say, I wouldn't put him on my my big board, my Mel Kiper draft board here. Hmm. I, I'd to be honest, I probably would have taken Bugs Bunny before Nick Miller, though. It's fucked up. I cannot believe you took Nick Miller that way. It just <laughs> tweet it out, mind. dude. I, you're. I'm. I think people would agree. Nick Miller, top top TV character ever. Yes, especially the people of Chicago. Yeah, he's a Cub fan. He's a Cub fan. Best one yet, baby. 